0: Welcome, patriots. It's that time again. It's time for another Raven's Radar, and we are going to light it up today. We're going to bring you a story so powerful. I hesitate to even allude to it, but we're going there. We're going to get right to it. If it's in your sights, it's on my radar. We'll be airborne shortly. Welcome patriots. It is time for another episode of Raven's Radar. We're going to get it. It's been a crazy, crazy week. We say that a lot since 2021, don't we? It's utter insanity going out there. So let's get right to what's going on in the world right now. You know, my signature sarcasm is going to be present and showing up today because we got some stuff that you just, wow, its it's a joke. It's just not the funny kind. So we've got a Florida judge, woo, patriots. So you wanna know what difference it makes when we kind of get together and make our voices heard? A Florida judge has grappled onto the sanity we need to have as a country and demanded that Joe Biden do his flipping job. He has said, you have seven days to get this border secure. For those who aren't paying attention, the border is a disaster. It is an invasion. It is a flood of people we can't support and sustain that are just pouring across. El Paso has video that would just make you cringe of people trying to beat down the barricades coming in. And they're just being moved all over the country and we're getting the the epitome of gaslighting from the bad. this is good. They're coming here because our economy is so great. Ha! Okay, stop, Just stop. Okay, if you're gonna pee on somebody's leg, you got to tell them it's raining. You gotta stop it. Okay? The border is open. This is not humanitarian. This is not just. this is not compassionate, it is none of the, it is dangerous. It is dangerous, it is irresponsible, it is reckless, and it is expensive. Guys, there is a human toll for this. We cannot be incentivizing people to break the laws of our country. It doesn't work that way. So he's saying seven days because we have Title 41, which is a COVID protocol, I'm sorry, Title 42, which is a COVID protocol that was put in Um, to be able to repel people. But the bottom line is we can't be accepting the world's everything. We just can't. We can't financially afford it. We We just don't have the resources for it. And Biden knows this, but they are continuing to try to gaslight Americans by saying they're coming here because the economy is so great. They just you know, they are, well, I guess if you're leaving Venezuela and it's 1500% inflation, then yeah, you know, our 8% should look pretty good. Okay, that's not grounds for asylum. Biden and the cackling czar know that. Okay, they know that. So at the end of the day, um, this isn't sustainable. You have got to secure our border. That is government's number one job is to protect the safety, the sovereignty of America, and the safety of its citizens, and they are failing miserably. They're just flat out refusing to do it to the point where a judge in North Florida has to step in and say, do your job. Secure this border. Close this border down. We can't have up anywhere from 1,000 to 16,000 people pouring across our border every day. They're not being vetted. They're not being screened. They're not being uh, tested for various diseases. They're coming in, needing food, housing, education, transportation, on our racist roads, and they are overwhelming our resources and our system, and crime is spiking. We are in a free fall. This is a bad situation at the border, and thank God for the patriots and for this judge to step up, okay, and wake Biden up from his nap and tell him to do his freaking job, okay? So. I just want to add to that thank you to this judge in North Florida and I want to add to that, um, you know Joe Biden, you suck. sincerely, everybody. okay. On to that now we've got so, so the in the elections have consequences vain. Let's move on to um, what's happening with uh, SVB, which is the Silicon Valley Bank, which just failed. How is that Biden's fault? Everything is Biden's fault right now, that's what it kinda means, you know, to take the top spot. That means the buck stops with you. So in our economy, which let me bring you up to speed. So Biden shut down the pipelines. We are no longer energy independent the way we were under President Trump. So we are no longer exporting and energy independent. We are now dependent on enemies who are hostile, engaged in war for our oil so that we can remain sustainable. So we also have had inflation that got as high as 9.06%, which was staggering, crippling Americans and crushing the kitchen table issues that most Americans dealt with in midterms. We have empty store shelves as usual and we have a staggering debt with him pushing through that omnistrosity for 1.7 trillion dollars. Meanwhile, you know, Biden's teleprompter told him that he's reduced the debt, the deficit more than any other president. He said by $1.7 trillion, which is ironically the exact amount of the omnistrosity that they pushed through and that one of the last official acts of Pelosi's gavel, you know, uh, vodka-soaked gavel fingers uh, putting through. And this is where we are. So Biden's proposal, you guys are going to like this. Spend! Okay, Biden's proposal is let's add $20 trillion to the debt to make sure our roads are not racist, and that your investments are woke, okay, ESGs, that's another episode of Raven's Radar, but I'm telling you, this is their plan. They're going to spend their way out of debt. They are going to spend their way into oblivion. So they are going to, his proposal that he just unveiled as $20 trillion bringing our debt to 51 trillion dollars and oh by the way let's include the debt ceiling and over and hundreds of billions earmarked to take care of all these people he is allowing to run over our border. And the triple effect is that banks are are going to start failing all over the place. Guys, this is serious. Okay, we are in debt up to our eyeballs. Our financial institutions are failing because they're investing in this wet, woke garbage and SVV failed. The bank failed. Now Rising interest rates, this is, we're going to have to buckle up. This part of the storm is going to get a lot worse before it gets better. I'm telling you guys, this is going to be a rough ride. We know how we're going to come on the end of it. We're going to get real leadership in 2024. This is why we fight back. This is what elections have consequences. Don't vote, vote with your emotions. Vote with the facts, okay, and vote with your wallet. So I'm telling you the best advice I can give patriots. Raven, what do you suggest? Stop voting Democrats. Okay, they've had two years to show you what they could do and the economy, the stock market, the border, okay, and quality of life, supply chain issues. This is, the proof is in the pudding. I don't need to sensationalize that. They've shown what they can do over two years and they have brought America to the brink of ruin. So that's what it is, that's my advice. And in that vein, let's talk about, we're gonna branch out today and talk to a guest because that war that they've declared on our freedom and our sovereignty also filters out to our youth. That was a doctrine that Hitler, Stalin, Marx, Lenin, all of the other tyrants of history have all used is to go after the youth, to mold the youth into mindless soldiers who were just obey and give up their, their God given rights. And we're not going to do that. So I'm going to give you a story you have to, to hear, to believe it's powerful. It has to do with a father fighting one of the most fundamental betrayals you can imagine of having um, your children offered up as sacrificial lambs to a woke agenda. So we're gonna have the one and only Jeff Younger on our show today, and I'm telling you, this is one that you need to hear and see to believe, and we'll have him right after this break. I'm Raven Harrison, the conservative warrior, and I created Raven Pack because like most of you, I am tired of sending my hard earned money to nebulous GOP causes, which normally wind up in the hands of rhinos or people who are supporting a far left or radical agenda. I'm taking a stand against a political party that is supposed to be fighting for you, but more often than not winds up fighting for the status quo and against your hard-earned values. Your contribution to Raven Pack will be used to support true conservatives and candidates and our movement and warriors like myself, people who not only talk the talk, but walk the walk. You deserve to know how and where your hard-earned money is being spent, and I'm going to show you in real time. Please use the link below and make your most generous contribution. Freedom is not free. Together, we can restore America and put the American people first. Integrity is making a comeback, and we thank you for your support. Thank you, and God bless America. welcome patriots so it's time we're getting to this episode of raven's radar and i promised you epic and we're going to give it to you today we have an amazing guest but before i tell you what's so amazing about this guest i gotta show you some video that backs up everything i'm about to tell you let's roll it patriots did i tell you do not adjust your filters that is truly the next generation that's supposed to be in charge when we can't do it anymore that you saw attacking my guest my guest is the one and only jeff younger he is a father he is a fighter he's a front line in the movement catapulted into the front line by a story you have to hear to believe, and he's here with us in studio today. Welcome, Jeff.
1: Thanks for having me, Raven.
0: Welcome to Raven's Radar. My goodness, you know, people know that I tend to get worked up and fired up (laughs) and I sensationalize it. Is there any universe you saw this as being your path (laughs) when you became a father?
1: (laughs) No, I didn't anticipate this at all. I expected to have six children, live a quiet life, raise some grandkids and pass on my values to the next generation. I had no idea this would be me.
0: That was that was lofty. <clears> I think a lot <throat> of us share that, but instead you married um, a lady who was a pediatrician.
1: Mm-hmm. and Georgilis from Capelle, Texas, pediatrician. So
0: a pediatrician, so she's kind of tasked with the safety and uh, health of our children as That's a profession right. in addition to being a mother, but you have two, you had twins. Yeah, we had
1: twin boys, James and Jude. We named them after the brothers of Jesus. Um, and starting about two years old, she decided that James was a girl and began to start to transition him. And when I opposed that, when James was three years old, she filed for a divorce and forced me out of the house and continued to transition the boy.
0: So how does that, okay, let's, for the patriots who are walking, we've all heard this, they're transitioning. What does that actually mean? So what mm-hmm. happened? Did he start coming home and uh, and, and saying, I mean, what What kind of discussion takes place in a household where all of a sudden your wife goes, you know what? I think he's a girl, and we should start making that permanent.
1: Well, we we really don't have to speculate. She testified in court about it. Okay, what was the testify? Well, under oath, she said that excuse me, she testified that uh, James asked for a girl's toy at McDonald's, and a few days later he saw a silver purse at Target with a multicolored unicorn on it. And he wanted the purse, and it was at that moment she thought he might be a girl.
0: Oh my gosh! Oh my. That's what led to all this. Je- I mean, Patriots, are you hearing this? My son used to feed my daughter's baby dolls for her when she wasn't around. How parents? Come on. So mm-hmm. she. So he he notices some things at. Two, two or three, three yeah. two, three years old. He notices a a toy that would be considered a girl's toy. And that was it. He's a girl. There's no mm-hmm. turning back. So what did it look like after that? So she comes to you and says, I think he's a girl. And you say what? And then what happens? Well, I
1: said, well, he's not a girl and you can't teach him as a girl. So she filed for divorce. And since she's a pediatrician, she uh, manipulated licensed care providers and forced me out of my house. I moved a mile up the road. We had 50-50 custody of the boys. The the court appointed a custody evaluator. His name is Blake Mitchell. He uh, lives in Frisco, and he's uh, he works out of Dallas and Frisco. Is know. this
0: a part of a divorce proceeding? Mm-hmm. Is to Pardon. hire she a filed custody? For
1: divorce.
0: Yeah. Okay, so somebody now the court has appointed somebody to do That's right. what?
1: A psychologist. The the so we have no fault divorce in Texas. So the role of the psychologist in family court is to assign blame in the marriage, so the judge I can see. give custody to one person. So this this guy Blake Mitchell, he's an execrable liar asked me, what are my top issues in this divorce? My number one issue was she's tampering with my son's gender identity. So he looked into this. He charged me $40,000, spent a year looking into this and, and tells the court that she not only is she not tampering with my son's gender identity, but that I lied to him in order to get an advantage in court. And on that basis, they gave me less than the standard possession schedule with my son's.
0: So you're... So And
1: now we all know that she's been transitioning my son, you know, hardcore. Uh, Blake Mitchell knew the truth. He lied about it in court. And these, these psychologists in court, every single one of them in court has lied and supported transitioning my son.
0: So I want to just, you kind of skipped over a mega nuke right there. So mm-hmm. the court tells you this guy has to be involved. Yes. And then you, you pay no him $40,000? Yeah,
1: you have to. If you don't pay the $40,000, you'll go to jail.
0: Anybody paying attention yet? I am. So you you pay the 40000 So now this is getting expensive. Mm-hmm. While this is happening, she has custody?
1: She has. Well, we had 50-50 custody during this period. He recommended that that change to, to the point where she has has them like 80, 80, over 80% of the time.
0: So, okay. So then this is happening. What happened? Take us through now the accelerated what happened with the legal. So this is happening. You're on opposite sides. Right.
1: So what happened is she began to really ramp up the transitioning to the point where she began to dress him in dresses, present him to the world as a girl with a fake girl's name. And finally, she tried to enroll him in school as a girl. The school, Capel School District, supported transitioning my son. And for a year, I was taking my son to school in boys clothes on Fridays, and they would change him into a dress. The teacher would give him a dress and make him use the girls bathroom. And they didn't tell me about this. And what I learned from this, Raven, is that in Texas and actually all the 50 states, parents don't have rights to the psychological and medical records of their children. Say that again. People don't know this. Parents in Texas do not have a right to the psychological and medical records of their children.
0: How do you know that?
1: Because I had to contest it in court. I've contested it twice. And I've lost both. So times. you found
0: out in court, correct, that you didn't have the rights. That's correct. But I want to actually address: What is your son saying to you during this time when he's got to be at this he's point completely
1: confused? The, so during, yeah, because look, I mean, the, his his mother, his sisters, his stepsisters, his teachers, the the school principal, the police officer at school, the lunch lady, the librarian—they're all telling him he's a girl. I'm the only one telling him he's not a girl. What is he telling you? Me and his priest. He straight up told me and the court-appointed counselor multiple times that he's a girl with his mom because she doesn't love him if he's not a girl.
0: Ouch, um, Patriots! That's. You
1: but know, this this ooh. is how the transitions are happening in schools. The reason the school can legally transition a child without the parents' knowledge is because Texas statutes allow both doctors and counselors to exert a right of privacy for the child against the parent. And the psychologist and doctor doesn't have to tell you about it. So they can counsel your child, teach them that they're a girl, the, uh, your, your son is a girl, and withhold medical records from you. And there's nothing you can do about it. It's legal in Texas.
0: Well, and, and see, now I'm going to switch hats and I'm gonna be the CNN informed viewer. <laughs> and I'm going to say, but Jeff, you know, it's important that these children can be able to express themselves and They can't always do that with the parents that raise them that are responsible for them. It's the school's responsibility to give your kids values and direction and structure, isn't it?
1: No, it's not. Um, The schools are there to impart academic information. Although we know from the recent moves towards social and emotional learning that education has been redefined. It's not an education is legally defined in a way that is not academic now at Texas law and Texas policy it's defined as as molding the attitudes and beliefs and emotional responses of your children
0: and that Patriots is the one I want you to see when you realize, you know, the gravity of what's happening. This is why my kids are homeschooled because this is what's happening. And I can't tell you, i you probably had a dollar for everyone who's, Oh, this isn't real. It's, you know, kids, kids go through some stuff, but our job as parents is to be the port in the storm, not to be one of the shutters flapping in the wind with them. I mean, being an adolescent is hard enough without, you know, having the full weight, but this puts so many things into play and then you find out, so this is becoming expensive. This is becoming drawn out. So what happened, you know, recently? She moved, didn't she? Oh,
1: yes. So just to put it in perspective, I've spent about one, at this point, one point six million million trying to keep my son from being chemically castrated here in Texas. And I succeeded in that. I, he was not chemically castrated in this state, but it took $1.6 million and about 7 years of litigation to stop that. So I have I have been extremely effective as you know in putting political pressure on the legislature to pass laws to outlaw these practices. These practices of transitioning children, particularly medically transitioning them through chemical castration or surgeries, should be classified as child abuse.
0: I agree with you on that and I haven't read a study recently, but have you seen the study that has said that the kids' brains aren't fully developed mm-hmm. until they're in their 20s? Yeah. So as a pediatrician, your wife
1: would know that. Oh, she knows that. Look, the, I'm, I'm a working statistician. That's my job. I, I make a living uh, in the statistical analysis of experimental data. So I looked at all these studies, right? And it's very clear. If you don't do any intervention at all, and you simply socialize a child normally into the socially normal gender identity, 90 plus percent of these children simply grow out of it. What what this means is something very startling. It means that for children with gender dysphoria, the cure is puberty. Puberty is the cure for gender dysphoria. That's why these leftist psychologists have to put kids on puberty blockers and chemically castrate them. They have to stop the cure for transitioning these kids. So if they, when they halt puberty, these children can then be socialized into an alternate gender identity.
0: And that sounds pretty expensive because normal puberty is pretty cheap, isn't it?
1: Yeah. It's, it's free. It's, it's free, the,
0: guys. Are you with me? It's free. It's free. It's free. It's free. That's the bullet. But
1: The it, drugs that are used to chemically castrate children, it's a drug called Lupron. And it's the most expensive drug sold in the United States. They have calculated that each child that gets on it, because once you, once you take Lupron and then you go into cross-sex hormones, which sterilizes the child, by the way. So they're sterilizing kid, pre-pubescent kids.
0: They're making a decision about their future they that the kids haven't even made yet.
1: They absolutely are. So once, once that happens, that you can't stop taking them. It's sort of like when, you, when men get onto testosterone therapy their body suppresses the normal production of testosterone so you're you're on it for life. So these children become on average a 5 million dollar lifetime income stream to these clinics. And they've done the numbers and these gender clinics can make billions of dollars and it's it's actually one of the largest growing medical businesses in America right now.
0: And that's what people say, you know, this is a big thing on the left. Follow the money. We just followed it. And in this case, it led to millions of dollars for big pharma. Mm-hmm. It led to California Yes. Where now she's being hailed as a hero yeah. for doing this and the child is caught in the middle, literally.
1: Literally in the middle. And, and the, one of the things that I think people in Texas need to know is that the Republican establishment in Texas, including the Supreme Court of Texas, the legislature and the district courts, have all helped my ex-wife transition my son.
0: How have they helped by allowing her to move, taking her, so, letting her take the so kids out of state yeah. jurisdiction? So
1: first of all, the the district court uh, violated my constitutional rights and said that I could only see my children if I would not run for political office. So I ran for office here in yes, Texas. Yes, you did. I ran to be a state representative in House District 63 against Ben Baumgartner. And the, the court put a gag order on me to stop me from running for office. That's highly illegal, okay? Because I ran for office and I violated the gag order, which is illegal, and they knew they could not enforce the gag order. That's why they never tried to enforce it. I begged my judge in court to throw me in jail for violating the gag order because I wanted to go up to to the higher courts and just get the gag order thrown out. So they wouldn't do that because they knew it would be thrown out. So what they did is they took my children away from me and said, well, you're not following. Here's how they reasoned we issued an illegal gag order. You're not following the illegal gag order. Therefore, you're not uh, acting in the best interest of your children as determined by the court. Therefore, you can't see your kids. So then they said, since you haven't seen your kids, because we wouldn't let you, now your ex can move to California because you haven't seen your kids. So they play this game where um, they put they burden the exercise of your parental rights to the point where you can't exercise them anymore. And then on the basis of you not exercising the parental rights, they take more rights from you.
0: And, but here's the lesson that's, I know what a lot of you are thinking. What I'm thinking is my goodness. I drank what, what episode of the twilight zone did I just pass into, but Patriots, here's what I want the message to be with. That is they have thrown everything, but this is your frontline task from God is to be a father to these kids. And you're still fighting, tell the Patriots. You know, where, because it's obviously it's working. You're getting national, international attention for this. What do we need now, patriots, to do to help you in this fight? Because the fight continues.
1: So first of all, you know, I think the first task of all politics is to identify the enemy. This is one of the things where conservative politics fails. We do not identify the enemy. So in my case, for example, I went all the way to the Supreme Court of Texas. And I said, look, California has a sanctuary law. Once they determine my son's transgender or gender dysphoric, they'll never return him to Texas and will never enforce a Texas court order to protect them. So I went up to the Supreme Court of Texas, said, look, you can't a, a court, Texas court can't send my son into a state that will that will sexually abuse my son. Like no court judge can order such a thing into, a st- you know, where this where the, the state has said it will not protect children against child abuse and will not return them to Texas. The Supreme Court of Texas looked at the California statute and said, Oh, it doesn't say that. And by the way, your ex wife is no more likely to transition your son to a girl in California than in Texas, which is the most absurd thing probably ever put into a Texas legal opinion. And I had attorneys, I had attorneys from the top law offices, I can't mention their names, um, big foundations, lawyers calling me, federal lawyers saying, Are Texas justices on the Supreme Court too stupid to read laws? And I had to say, Yes. Texas justices on the Texas Supreme Court are too stupid to read laws.
0: Well, this is heartbreaking. Any parent the, that is going through yeah. this, I can't imagine.
1: The enemy that conservatives face in Texas is the Republican establishment. Come on. It's not, it's not it. just Democrats. The Republican establishment works together with Democrats to control who wins primary elections. They fix primary elections. all the time. That's a dirty secret. Uh, Democrats, yes, Democrats have been fixing general elections in the state of Texas. We need to stop that. The dirty secret, though, is that the reason the Republicans have allowed them to do that is Republicans have been fixing primary elections in the state of Texas.
0: And for those who just need the cliff note version of it, okay, is that Brutus had to be close enough to put a knife in the back of Caesar. That's right. You heard it here. That's first. right. First.
1: So you're fighting uh, Dade Phelan? in the House of Representatives, who for six years has blocked outlawing these barbaric procedures and has has literally allowed my son to be abused, full well knowing what was happening to him. Dade Phelan, who won't secure the border. Dade Phelan, who just passed a big uh, LGBT uh, resolution in the House and castigated conservatives who didn't want to pass it. Dade Phelan, who has blocked all conservative legislation in the state of Texas. He's your enemy. Um, The Texas Supreme Court has outed itself. It's composed primarily of liberals who are serving the social interests of Democrats just like the federal judges are. Your Texas Supreme Court is no more conservative than the federal bench who has done all this terrible stuff. You've got members of of the legislature who are prepared to throw you under the bus. And here's how they work in the Texas legislature. They'll propose very conservative bills and then they kill their own bills in committee behind the scenes. So here's how that works. That means they can come back to the voters and say, see, I I proposed that conservative bill. You should vote for me. But then they can go to their big donors who are liberals, Northeastern liberals, and say, look, I killed that bill. You should give me money. So they please both sides and they get reelected and they get all the money. And that's the game they've been playing on you. The problem with conservatives, Raven, and you said this during your campaign, as I followed your speeches very carefully, you repeatedly mentioned this. We have to identify the enemy. And if you're not understanding that your enemy in Texas is the Republican liberal establishment that rules this state, you will never win.
0: So because I had said that, I said that quite a bit on my campaign because the Democrats are a known quantity. That's not what's dangerous. It's the ones who worship with us, who claim to espouse our values, Mm -hmm. who clap and applaud and people think they're championing our causes and then go right into bed with the enemy, yep. that's what it is. So for people now, we as we close up on this, for ones who are going, okay, man, Jeff, that's heavy. What do we do? How can we stop this? How can we get involved? How can they find you and get involved with you and stop this and, and add traction to this movement?
1: All right, so I'm not gonna give you the conventional answers that most people would tell you, which would be call your representatives, Uh, you know, be, be active in elections. We all know that voting doesn't mean as much as it used to with these fixed elections, right? What I'm gonna tell you is this. You have to find the levers of power to force elected officials to do your will. Now that is not gonna come from just voting. It's not gonna come from angry phone calls to legislators. They don't care. It's not gonna come from testifying for bills. When you go up to Austin, I've done all this. I know hundreds of thousands of people who have done all this. That does not change policy. What these people care about are two things. I could break it down in two categories. They care about money and they care about their reputation. Those are the levers of power that you have. I suggest that your listeners find out the donors to these political enemies in the Republican Party and they go talk to those donors and tell them to stop giving them money and that you're gonna expose their businesses and take uh, co- commercial activity away from them, if you go after their donors, you'll find that elected officials will often just do whatever you tell them to do because they're all bought and paid for.
0: That's what they're supposed to do That's anyway. Correct. That's correct. Do what I tell you to do, do what you were elected
1: so to do. Power is really, in, is really not exercised the way most people think. Donor money is one of the easiest ways for you to do it. And the other thing is to simply expose these people and put their reputations on the line. Uh, you know when Dade Phelan uh, blocked those transgender bills, I called him what he was. He's a despicable child abuser, who wants to allow child abuse medical procedures on kids. He he hates Texas children and won't protect them. And I say that, and you're going to have to you're going to have to understand how that works in Texas.
0: So there it. What did I tell you, Patriots? But this is what the front line looks like. It's ugly. It's dirty. It's dangerous. And you know what? We can still do this. So Jeff, thank you so much for coming on, for sharing this. This is, this is a, people are going to need to watch this a second time. This, this needs to be absorbed. What's really happening, but this is what we're talking about. Verbs in the sentences, verbs in the sentences. What's the action plan. Now we know what's wrong. What are we going to do about it? So we are so grateful. Thank you for being here to share the story and, uh, how can people reach you on oh. social media if they want to get involved with what you're doing? Well, there's
1: three places you can go. I'm mainly on Twitter because they don't censor me. Facebook censors me. You can find me at Jeff Younger TX, just Jeff Younger TX on Twitter. You can find me at my Substack where I do long form writing. I do a lot of writing about political philosophy there. Uh, it's jeffyounger.substack.com. And since I'm not allowed to send letters to my son, I publish letters to my son on a Substack so that they'll know that I love them when they get older. And they'll know that I was always thinking about them. And that's at youngerbrothers.substack.com. Younger Brothers, just one word.
0: So patriots, that's what I always say, isn't it? If you can't be on the front lines, you know, then support those of us who are. Jeff, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for bringing this to the front line to protect parents. And we are going to be back right after this. Did I tell you patriots? Did I tell you it was gonna be a monster? But hey, the front line isn't always the scenic. It's it's dirty and down and whoo, but thank God for people who will stand up for what's right. You know, our founding fathers stood against an army. Try to think of this, this rat-a-tat army in 1776 that didn't have the weapons, the resources, the money. The manpower to match the British are the reason that we're here today with the kind of freedom that we have. Incredible and mind-blowing. Want to thank our guest, uh, Jeffrey Younger. That's a heck of a story and that's a heck of a fight. And patriots, we're gonna be in it with them because this is what the front line is. There's gonna be a lot of elements to taking our country back and we need to be there for all of them. In that vein, I'm happy to announce that Raven's Mantle, my, my book, the story, the fighting betrayal of America, is now available for pre-sale at Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. You can also go to our website RavenHarrison.com. You can also find me across the social media, either Raven's Radar for our podcast or Raven the Conservative Warrior. And we look forward to your comments and feedbacks. But this story is going to blow your mind. I'm going to tell you some things that's going to take you through it: communism, Cold War. Um, what the betrayal in America looks like right now, and more importantly, what are we going to do about it? And this is coming from somebody who was raised by warriors, raised by two retired Air Force colonels, and I'm telling you, they know how to get it done. We are going to be able to get it done too, patriots, so be encouraged, and remember, we were made for a time such as this. God does not call the qualified. He qualifies who he calls, and if it was easy, anybody could do it. He didn't say all things were easy. He said all things were possible, and we've got this. So until then, keep fighting.